Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're good or weak, from pinch me to one week, we're <laughs> It's All Been Done, the podcast. I thought he was funny, but now I've got money on a co-host fight. It's my co-host, Evan. Somehow, he followed me even though I packed up and moved my home. <laughs> it's my co-host, Saker. I will follow you to the ends of the earth, or my friend. Wouldn't... Oh, so you're a flat earther? <laughs> yeah, the ends of the earth. That's what people say when... That's what people mean when well, they mean, say Well, I mean, the earth that. has no end, right? You could just go around it forever. Yeah. Boy, you are you were looking to catch me from moment one. Gotcha, fucker. <laughs> in a semantic <laughs> argument on, on flat earth. Where would um, you want to move? If where would pack, I want, if I can move anywhere? Well, you have to escape escape a stalker. Oh, see, so it has to be it has to be. I mean, you can move anywhere you want, but it has to be like enough, far enough away and weird enough that they won't follow you there. Okay, so not just like also somewhere in Ohio. So, but but how how dedicated is this stalker, right? Like, um, if I move to you know uh, Boston, would they follow me there? If I move to Bosnia, would they follow me there? Like, how dedicated are they? Well, you don't know. That's the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> This is very, very difficult then. So are you going to... I mean, you're just reacting, okay? Sure. So, uh, uh, so you get a postcard with a picture of you sleeping. The only answer is the ISS. I would move to the <laughs> International Space Station permanently. Oh, you'd die there. Why? Because you... We human bodies aren't meant to stay in space that long. Oh, I'd get moon sickness. Yeah, that's, right. that's part of their plan. So it would just be a, uh, a shadowy figure laughing on Earth, pointing sure. up at the stars. <laughs> sure. Die up there. He knew that he had accomplished his mission. I didn't say he... Oh, I'm sorry. Serial killers can be women, too. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think... uh, Anyone can kill a bunch of people. Yeah, (laughs) you're probably right. It probably is a man, like a 90% chance. Okay, got it. It could be a child. It could be a child. Wait, there's severely underrepresented, I think, movie trope is a child serial killer. I don't think, like, The Good Son? Sure. Okay, Uh, one. Good job. There's a couple other ones. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) None that you can think of or name at the moment. No, there's a uh, little, little... The orphan that, Annie. The one that just came. Little, yes. <laughs> little Orphan Annie. Oliver. Sure. Twist. Sure, sure. Um, of course, uh, Mulan. Uh-huh, the Lady and the Tramp. The Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely an underrepresented category. So, and I, I think. Just children aren't that scary, though. Oh, my God. Your child will say things to you like, Daddy, have you seen the person, the old lady who lives in my closet? Right, but that's not. I'm not scared of him. <laughs> sure, you're scared right. of the old lady. <laughs> yeah, like, like I mean, putting kids in danger is a sure a sure way to get my like back up. Like, oh no, child in danger. Sure, uh, sure. Like that freaks me out. But like, I'm not afraid of like like Children of the Corn. I'm not scared of a fucking village full of kids. Really? Like you watch that movie and like like four or five kids will like corner him and they got like little <laughs> knives in his hand. He just like knocks one over <laughs> and like just, throws one through a window. You think about like, I could take like twenty of these. I little... could take. Yeah, the scariest guy is like a sixteen-year-old kid because okay. like a sixteen-year-old, you know, they could give you one for money. But I if you're looking like an eight-year-old, I bet I could beat like five eight-year-olds <laughs> up pretty easy. You've really done this math in your head, right? I'm just not scared of kids. But it's multi- it's multiplicative, right? So fighting five eight-year-olds is like fighting one 40-year-old, I think. <laughs> That's, That's what I hear. It yes. works. Yeah. So if you get enough eight-year-olds, it turns into like a 100-year-old. Yeah, you get more and powerful. And easy again. Yeah, you get super easy. It's like a bell curve, right? <laughs> yes, they become So you want to aim, aim for like an age range somewhere between like your 20s and maybe like sure. mid to late 30s. <laughs> sure. Otherwise, you start to lose efficacy. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. No, yeah, but you want to fight like 108-year-olds. It's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly why in like all the kung fu martial art movies, like whenever there's a bunch of henchmen, mm-hmm. they're useless. Uh, because like you any, have their Any ages. action movie, yeah, yes. where you're, you're like 16, 20-year-olds, sure. they're going to get their asses beat. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm surprised they can even stand. Like, they just die as soon as the scene begins. <laughs> as soon as enough people gather together, <laughs> they just turn into dust. <laughs> sure, that's how it works. Yeah, they, they make eye contact and they just like, you see like the bead of sweat go down there the side of their face and they just like look at each other and then, no, 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 no. They just explode into dust like a vampire in the sun. That's why you have to distance yourself from, you can't wear the uniform. Right. Because how, how does the universe, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're diving too deep into this. <laughs> when we have someone here who we could be talking to instead. <laughs> we have a true powerhouse on the cast today. She's one of the driving forces behind SF Sketchfest. She's got her own wonderful podcast called The JV Club, and you may know her from her amazing voice work as Cora on Nickelodeon's The Legend of Cora. It's Janet Varney. Hi, Janet. How are you? Guys, that was really, that felt almost like a weird, dirty trick to, ha- to have that much banter that was so funny <laughs> that I felt like I wanted to contribute to. There's oh. something very debasing about, like, being forced to sit and listen to two people <laughs> say funny things that you want to be a part of and then and then and then sort of like the improv brain is like okay sure. cool so i'm going to have to call all of this back um <laughs> Long after anyone who's listening to the podcast remembers that you talked about it, uh, like like any good improv show where I bring up one tiny nugget of a thing that was such a throwaway in someone's Armando that everyone is just like looks at me blankly as I have like this smug expression on my face, like remember the word laundromat? You guys like, no, are that was me. so incidental. It was like she was on her way to there, and then the story happened. Who sure. cares? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we like to we like to neg our guests. That's how we kind of right. assert dominance over them. It's a, it That's good. A, no, it definitely worked. It definitely a, worked. A, I'm. I just need to say, I am super into the idea that fighting a bunch of henchmen is easy because they equal <laughs> the age of each other cumulatively. <laughs> sure. And yeah. that's why so many of them just crumble to dust. I, that's very satisfying to me. It exp- it actually explains a lot. Yeah, it explains a lot about action <laughs> right. movies. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And you know, I mean, everybody loves a callback. We're not really. We're not. We're setting you up. They're gonna remember this. <laughs> Every yeah. one of our listeners takes copious notes uh, right. because they're super. They're into the brand naked ladies. They right. want to know. Right. There's a, the Venn diagram between people who are good at spreadsheets and BNL fans <laughs> is. Basically, it's just a solid circle. Unironically, yeah. probably. I will yeah. say, I do believe that. I do believe yeah. that. <laughs> it's 100% true. Yeah. Uh, They're the best fans you'll ever see. They spell look up with a V. <laughs> Excuse That's my rap. Me. <laughs> it's a little Excel joke. I don't think you... Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that re- v look up really is a thing you've mentioned before on this podcast. Yeah, it's the most <sighs> useful uh, Excel, Excel foo stuff. way truer of a Brannigan Ladies fan than I am. Damn right. <laughs> you know all of your Excel commands. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I got my macros tight. Ah, Janet, we are so happy to have you here today. It's been a long time coming. Uh, it has been. We, it has been. <laughs> this been... is how long it's been. It has been so long that I did it's not been. know that the earth was flat until <laughs> like halfway through the time it's taken for us to sure. finally make this happen. Like I sure. can't believe what a fool I was the first six months that we were right. ready to do this. I think, yeah, I mean, when we originally started emailing Pangea was still around. Pluto so was a, oh, Pluto sure. was a planet. Yeah, yeah, dinosaurs walked the for earth. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you are, you are, it's a delight. We've wanted you on for so long because um, you have, I mean, because a million reasons. You're hilarious, but uh, your, your podcast. That's only one reason. Yeah, okay. Well, so she's also funny, hilarious, making me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am making you laugh. That is one of my... Tribute. Saker's furiously yeah. looking up thesaurus synonyms online. <laughs> Webster.com. 
Um, your Hashtag Merriam-Webster's Club. You're really, boy, this is veering into two people laughing at themselves territory pretty hard. Uh, your podcast, The JV Club, uh, I mean, we, we're, we're talking about high school experiences. We're talking about sort of, um, you know, your, your teenage years a lot with your podcast, which is the perfect time to talk about awkward musical phases, right? For um, sure. <laughs> what were your, like, high school music phases that you were into? Oh, man. Well, okay. Uh, let's see. I was very, I definitely went, anybody who listens to my podcast knows that I went through, you know, like a, a pretty good, robust um, sort of new wave slash. You know what? I don't really know. Like, <clears throat> sort of use goth as a shorthand now, mm. but like, I don't know. I, my only fear about that sometimes is I'm afraid there might be like goth bands that one would then assume I listen to, and I can't I couldn't tell you what those would be because like is is like is the Cure goth I guess but like they're also yeah. very they're, it's like a pretty straightforward like like they hit the charts you know what I mean right. like are you sure. I don't know but um but so I definitely went through a phase of you know sort of limiting myself to um. Stuff like, you know, Depeche Mode and The Cure being maybe most probable. Then then it sort of morphed into like, oh, I should listen to punk bands because I was friends with a bunch of punks who were older than me when I was in high school. And by the way, they were all, all the punks I was friends with went to like the fancy AP, like university prep side of my (laughs) high school. They were all like, one of them was fully like in the chess club. Like it was very... It was a very That's smart amazing. group of punks in such a wonderful way. Yeah, it was like li- like they would come to school with their combat boots and like the like black grease smeared under their eyes like football players. <laughs> um, but then, you know, would be would like get into discussions about, you know, Satra in like a very aggressive way. It was adorable and 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 probably, you know, could have like those guys could have gone down the road of liking the bare naked ladies, but instead they <laughs> they were like the bare naked ladies, but they did not listen to the bare naked like they they you know, they wanted to dress like mm-hmm, Sid sure. Vicious, but all of their conversations might as well have been like between a group of like lovely, funny Canadian boys. Um, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and then and then I sort of and then and then I guess I was kind of into like like the Pixies and sort of like the sort of post punk universe like college band kind of yeah. stuff. Um, and then that and then the further the deeper I got into high school, the more I was kind of all over the place. Like at some yeah. point, I think I figured out that I could you know I could feel good about liking Indigo Girls as well as <laughs> like you know listening to I don't know like. It's like a really like skinny puppy. Those are yeah. those are sort of like <laughs> kind of on opposite ends of this of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So do do you have things that you look back on and they're kind of embarrassing to you, or is it all like you've you've learned to love it all? I think I was. I think I went through a phase where like I would put skinny puppy. All due respect to people who still love skinny puppy, but I would put <laughs> like ministry and skinny puppy. I think I definitely sure. went through a phase where I would I would listen to bands that I can't say for sure I actually liked I think (laughs) there was definitely a a phase of like this I should like this therefore I like this um (laughs) that is not something that you know I sort of I don't necessarily like return to that well you know when I when I need to pick me up (laughs) I don't necessarily (laughs) listen to like daisy chain for satan when I'm like I don't know guys I just feel nostalgic um (laughs) 
Whereas like, you know, if I, yeah, if I put on the Sundays, that's probably like a more accurate, you know, like, oh, the Sundays, remember the Sunday, like that would be more of a, right. uh, yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah. Oh, it, it's just, it is, it is very baffling to me when, I mean, even with the nostalgic factor, when people can put on like death metal and be like, this is comforting to hey, me, this is, I which know. I know is, is something that's, that, that's something I do frequently. I know, which is, I know it's like, a real you know. thing. It's yeah, yeah, we're not, but I, 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 I agree with you. It's, it wouldn't be real for me, but I appreciate that it's real for other people, but there are some sure. things that you can, you know, like I don't, I'm not a huge like country music fan, but I could, I can certainly understand putting on, you know, like mm-hmm. sort of woeful, like, like shattered romance country music story <laughs> songs and feeling sure. comforted by that, even though that's not my go to. But it sure. is harder if you're not into like death metal to <laughs> put that to, um, to sort of be able to relate in the same way, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely think that it's, I mean, it's, it's, Death metal would be probably the hardest. Evan, what attracted you? Well, you don't you don't like death metal. You're into. No, I mean, we talked about two yeah. and throat. Like I was literally, literally, I pulled up into your driveway today for the podcast. I was listening to Necrogoblicon. Okay. And they are their Welcome to Bonkers album is oh mm, finger kissing good. <laughs> good. That just, sounds like a joke. Technician. That sounds like a joke name. They are. That they are like a joke. They're That's a comedy metal band. They're a comedy okay, metal band that sings go. mostly about goblins. Okay. Okay. Nice. So you can that, see why I like them. That that I can certainly appreciate. Yeah. At yeah. least, at least conceptually, <laughs> if not musically. Yeah. So we have to circle back around. We have to ask you: Do you have any history of or with the Bare Naked Ladies? Did you ever listen to them? Or <sighs> now, guys, all right. It's, it's so I sad didn't. that it's always the saddest part of our podcast where we all sigh sadly and be like, "All right, let's talk about the Bare Naked Ladies." I know, I, I, because because this is the thing. Uh, unsurprisingly based on i'm sure everything i've already said mm-hmm. like i was i i god what it i mean listen i you guys have done many episodes of your podcast so i I, I don't know how yeah. much of that that you that you have covered but based on this the fact that you can reference many other sides i feel i'm probably t- treading into like very worn territory but i, I <laughs> i've never had a band that i could have could be more sure I would get along with personally <laughs> on like a very wonderful like wow. sincere level and also have been so witheringly contemptuous <laughs> of I love that so for much. most of their existence do you know sure. what I mean like yeah I don't know that like that's a that's a very specific place to occupy in the cultural zeitgeist for me like I don't know if I can think of it any other band because I loved They Might Be Giants. Like I sure. loved They Might Be Giants. I loved Weird Al. Like I uh-huh. loved, and then I loved a lot of bands that were like Talking Heads or like the Pixel. Like where you feel yep. that there's like humor. There's humor built in, but sure. somehow the Bare Naked Ladies existed in this like weird <laughs> like netherland of yes. like what you're you're not one or the other. Like you're not you're not they didn't seem to be presenting themselves as like a comedy band, which I right. think I would have accepted <laughs> differently. Not that, not to say that they might be giants. I mean, they didn't, they didn't necessarily present themselves as like, Hey, look at us. We're, yeah. you know, we're, we're just making funny songs. Right. But for some reason, the bare naked ladies just, you know, they just wore on me. And I was like, what are they? Are they funny? <laughs> are they, th- do they think that they're like a real, 
like they're like a rock band like sure. what's happening you know and and I think for me too when I was younger I I I hated bands that over enunciated their lyrics <laughs> in a nerdy way <laughs> well i'm so sorry we have you on this podcast yeah. but but listen but this is what i'm saying but like also didn't they might be giants do that yeah they did yeah, i don't 100%. know it's hard to tease apart like what is was happening there that yeah. i just had no interest in listening to them but like was sure that they were all pre- probably really funny really good sure. people sure. and then when i moved to la my manager, my first manager that I had in LA was this like totally cute, funny, great uh, woman who was only a couple of years older than me. And, mm-hmm. um, and I found out very quickly that she was like really good friends with a band. Oh, okay. and yeah. And so, and I, I still have never met them, but she was, you know, she said like, <laughs> Oh, I'm going up to Canada. I'm going to hang out with the bare naked ladies. Like, and I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, they're great. Like they're really, and she was like, Janet, you would love those guys. And I was like, Oh no, you've just confirmed all my suspicions. And I'm not a shitty enough person to not care that I have shit on them. (laughs) Like, you know, ad nauseum, not publicly, but certainly, you know, in my friendship circles. Oh, of course. Uh, So yeah. So I, I, I feel like, uh, I have I have all of the I have a really complicated feelings about yeah. the naked ladies. Yeah, no, I get it. I because I, I think I, I I see what you're saying, and I think it's because. Uh, a lot of the time, bare naked ladies have their foot in a lot of different universes. They're like straddling a lot of fences, whereas they might be giants never tried to make like a super sincere album or like, right. uh, you know, where bare naked ladies are, they tried to be artsy. They tried to be funny. And I think that's why a lot of people love them. And a lot of people just don't understand them and can't get into yeah. them. I feel, I feel like BNL was a, it was more of a stadium band. Like it, it went when one week hit here. Yeah. They were more of a rock band than... Uh, they might be giants ever has been and I, i'm not saying true. they might be giants can't pack a stadium I, but i think that like there's a just a, a yeah. i mean they're playing like sold out amphitheaters yeah. like big ones yeah every time i've seen tmbg that's at a small smaller oh, sort of club sure. yeah, yeah. Well, you're right well, they kind of right. held think, on to the college yeah they held on to the kind of college rock like and i think maybe that's part of it too is like it's not i don't know if it, that was a goal of vernacular ladies but it doesn't seem but like it's also easy if you're you know a, a weird purist or like some sort of alt music snob it's very sure. easy to immediately you know dismiss a band that oh, has yeah. success quickly you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh and especially i mean we've I, we've talked about it before but you know it's been being now some sort of cultural like a uh, touchstone for like yeah. tired worn out you know jokes and <laughs> yeah that sort of thing yeah 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 so okay well Without further ado, then, speaking of tired and worn out, let's get to this week's song. And I got to tell you, I immediately assumed it was new. Like, that's how <laughs> out of touch I am with the Bare Naked Ladies. I was like, oh, look at the Oh, so this must be, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, this must be their new song and new video. And then oh, I boy. scrolled down and was like, oh, 2003. <laughs> got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, we still got a lot more to, bit, to, to dig through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, This is an ancient song called Another Postcard. If you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. You can't imagine 
so many monkeys in the Daily Mail And all of them coming anonymously so they leave no trail Never thought I'd have an IRA from overseas But someone is sending me six Okay Ancient song, it's about pharaonic Egypt It is about, oh you're digging in already too hard We got a piece by piece of uh, okay. Janet, was this your first time hearing this song? I presume so Yes, I'm okay. Sh- if, if it wasn't I don't know that. <laughs> so straight off the bat, having never heard it before, what were like? What's an impression that you had? Was it like catchy or shit? Like what? What first off the bat impressions? Uh, 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 okay, uh, my first <laughs> off the bat impression was like this feels not unlike every other bare naked lady song I'm aware sure. of, like a classic quintessential bare naked lady song. Like I have yeah. never been exposed to a bare naked lady song that I would then at the end have gone, wait, who was that? <laughs> right, and then someone's like, know, "Oh, yeah. the bare naked ladies," and I would have been like, "Wait a minute, it was." <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's true. Everything that you hear on the radio is yeah. definitely their goofball, dumb shit sort of. Like one week, and mm-hmm. you know, pinch me. Every all their radio songs pinch me is very deep, very back ladies. Your I can't even. I don't even. Up. I don't know if I know what pinch me sounds like. It, it was their hit after one week. I do not blame you. But by hit, let me put hit in gigantic air quotes right now. It was, but, like, okay. it was like number 20 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, significant. That's yeah. significant. I mean, that's yeah. uh, having been said, I mean, this song was their hit after uh, Pinch Me. And this one, did it even chart? Ev? Do you, oh, it no. charted at uh, US Billboard number 82. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. it was a, this was one that was sort of pushed out by Reprise Records, I thought. They, they didn't want to make this the first single off the album. And then the record execs were like, yeah, but it's so much like the stuff you did. Like, this is what the Bare Naked Ladies sound is. Yeah. And so they just like, they, they pushed this one out, I yeah. think. And I don't think it was, I don't think it did the album credit. No. And I don't want to tip my hand on my rating, but <laughs> we're gonna, I think we're going to argue about this one a lot, Saker. But that yeah. being said, I, I didn't hate it. I mean, I wasn't like, I think I would have, I think I would have dismissed it not in you know in a hateful way but just sort of like oh yeah this is just you know that's bare naked ladies for you yeah Um, yeah but i but i didn't i mean i didn't i i definitely didn't hate it i was like oh this catchy yeah yeah i think a lot of uh, again this one kind of runs parallel to one week in a lot of ways in that Mm -hmm. one week is a song they didn't want to be a hit the studio had them push it out it was a hit this one they didn't want it they they wrote it up as a b-side and then the studio had them push it out it has that same like chorus is sung verses are wrapped sort of thing like i i do you do you think that bnl thought of it first or do you think the studio pushed them ev oh to i think do- they I, I, steve wrote this song okay. because some like a neighbor sent a postcard to his kid with a picture of a chimpanzee on it oh okay okay like, that's, that's, where the, it, that's so steve, the story that's the story okay fair enough so it's a joke i mean it's a joke I looked song it up, right? guys don't worry i did look yeah. it up <laughs> thank you for knowing more than we do on this podcast because <laughs> we are dumb um yeah okay so wait just once he sent the postcard yeah he sent a funny postcard and he's like what if Somebody sent a lot of postcards. <laughs> what if someone was obsessed with What if this, but child? a lot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a fine song, right? Horrifying. It's like, I know that it got a lot of pushback because a lot of the fans thought it was like, had like triviality. Like they were like, oh, this is a song about nothing. Okay. Right? And it is. Yeah. But what the fuck's one week about? <laughs> sure. Like, I mean, there's a lot of songs that are number one that are yeah. about and I mean, nothing. Pinch Me is, Pinch Me is, I think, actually a deep song. But, uh, okay. We've but talked I mean, about even that. Even outside of Barney Good Ladies. Like, there's a lot of songs that are just... Why can I not think of any song but the uh 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 like a chicka cherry cola <laughs> the fucking oh, ooh, from I uh, won't you Jim, I, I don't, don't know, know if I, Savage Garden Savage Garden yeah. I don't know but that was the first song that popped into my head when I thought of songs <laughs> why <laughs> but 
there's no hit song. I mean, there's a lot of hit songs that are about things, but I think that a lot are trivial. So I think that's a shitty reason to not like this song. But you're right. It was kind of, it was, it was not a popular one at all with the fans. Um, could it be that Ed is doing this bizarre reggae impression that really mm-hmm. rubs yeah. me the wrong way? It's, I, I'm not saying he's affecting like an accent or anything, mm-hmm. but it, it, it skims that line so hard. Well, this right? is, this is what, 2003, right? Yeah. So this is, oh gosh, this is still like in the death throes of the summer of ska, right? Like, like that's like 99, 2000. Oh geez. It's yeah, like the I big guess. ska resurgence. And so like white guys talking with like a pseudo Jamaican accent <gasps> is like still an acceptable like musical styling at this time. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got I like guess. the toasters and stuff. All the, all the toasters did have like coolie ranks in it. So, I mean, they're definitely more legit, God I think than damn. a lot of these other bands like Skinner box and yeah. stuff like that. So I get, I get you are, you're talking way above my way in your well, ska. Yeah. I have, I have a very, <sighs> do you remember that Adrian Brody skit from SNL where he talked in a Jamaican accent? No. Oh, well, no. I'll, <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes, listeners. It's very offensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> around the same time. Yeah, I... Yes, yeah, so I don't think... I think that doesn't age well. Yeah. And I... But again, like, rap rap, band, rap rock bands with a DJ. We're still... We're still neat. <laughs> we're still neck deep in that sort of shit, right? At this, at this time period. This is but like, if we could say that. anything... I'm not, I'm not... I don't mean to be like an apologist because I certainly was not like a person who listened to ska or, or listened to white, white boys trying to sound Jamaican. At least, <laughs> like, in terms of cultural appropriation, like, that is 100% like in admiration, right? I mean, that's yeah, not... Yeah. There's mm-hmm. nothing like ironic about it. Like, these sure. white boys were like, I wish I sounded like this. Like, this is, sure. this yeah. is good this is what sounds good to me can i can i approximate that in some way but but not you know and it's it, so whatever i mean for whatever it's worth not to say that that's like makes it great but it's yeah it's different it's different than like you know hey isn't this thing funny like let's make fun yeah. of it yeah 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 it wasn't they weren't doing it uh, yeah they were doing it as a send-up and uh, and trying to be well I'm sure we're, we're speaking about a whole generality here, well, but, yeah, but some of them did good jobs and yeah. it wasn't appropriative and some of them did bad jobs and it was. <laughs> no, see, this is, Janet, this is Evan's line that he walks that I cannot go with him on, which is if you do it well, it's not appropriation. Like that. Well, seems... listen, li- you know, listen, I, listen, I will say this is what I will say. I will say this. Uh-huh. I think this is a good time to bring up the fact that what this video reminded me of was mm. the Beastie Boys sabotage video. So now we're talking yes. about very, very successful white boys from sure. New York doing <laughs> sure. rap in a yeah. beloved way. Yeah. So I, I mean, there's like here's there's your you know one of a handful of 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 hip hop groups that you know are white. Um, that 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 have success and that have like you know uh, vanilla ice notwithstanding like the <laughs> other other people you know like Eminem or the BC Boys I honestly can't think of one single other one right now like, right like Eminem what, I guess maybe but, that yeah. one guy yeah 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 Snow uh, but, Informer but Snow that's what I was gonna say I was gonna say Snow sure. and then I was like I don't know if I can <laughs> nope but you know to like like I think that's an interesting that's an interesting segue because obviously that's you know there's there's a band that did what they did and there weren't a whole lot of white dudes doing it but something about what they did like felt legit enough and was different enough and they weren't trying to say i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know what do you what do you guys think about that yeah i I think it's like the difference like wearing let's say wearing like a kimono or something like that as a halloween costume versus wearing a kimono after like 
living with a, living in Japan for years and being like a, and being adopted by a Japanese family and learning about the culture and stuff like that as part of like a like when your your uh, adoptive sister gets married and then they want you to work like it's it's a very different thing. Yeah, you're right, but you're also like this is a black and a white, right? So like Ed was. He, he grew up on rap music. Mm-hmm. He is in the music industry. He's worked with rappers before. Does wh- Where does the cred... When, when do you say like he has enough cred well, to, to do it? So what, we're, weird... what you're, you're, you're making like a consequentialist argument. Uh, you're making a de- deontological argument when I'm making a consequentialist <laughs> argument. I'm saying like the... Uh, I'm, I'm divorcing it from the the uh, imp, like the motive behind it. Okay. Like So, I mean, you can do a good job in a musical styling like say like a ska band a white guy doing a jamaican styling talk and do a good job and do it for all the wrong reasons sure like so i mean you can divorce it that way too sure. you can slice it a lot of different ways saker let's that, saker. and all that being said saker. i don't even really think that this that this song approached that particularly like no. i didn't think i i did not think to myself like oh no he's really trying to sound jamaican like i actually really <laughs> yeah. didn't think that I mean, he's yeah. not like a white guy with dreadlocks with a steel drum. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, you could you any could go more real than I thought. Yeah, like any more than I worried about Sting, you know, and the police, like sure. and their interpretation <laughs> of 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 reggae music. Like it felt still. Again, it's like it felt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I, like I don't know that I'm ever going to get to a place. Maybe I should, but I don't know that I'm ever going to get to a place where I'm like, I am so grossed out that Paul Simon did an album with with these Maybe, amazing African yeah. musicians. Like he yeah. had no right to do that. Like I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to get there. I, I no. think it, brought, it, it, it brought beautiful music that sure. was unknown to most of you know sort of white Western culture and 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 people like found out it was marvelous and yeah. and enjoyed yeah. it on its own. And you know, I so. It's hard to, that's another thing where it's like, I don't want to discount every white guy, which sometimes you get in the mood to do that, to be like, (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't need like white guy to save African music, (laughs) but it's like, but also at a certain point you have to be able to divorce yourself and go, no, this is a, this is a person whose whole life was about music and he discovered music that no one was listening to really in the United States or Canada or anywhere else that listened to sort of, you know, white white English speaking music and said, Hey guys, look what you've been missing out on. Like there's sure. magic happening here. And sure. and I want, and I wanted to collaborate. So I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and that's, that's the difference between spotlighting somebody who's already doing it and doing it well, and then doing it yourself and yeah. trying to be like, look at what I can do. But yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah. That's, that is a tough, it's a tough, uh, tough area, but I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, thank you, Saker. Speaking of Thank things, you for being the bigger man and agreeing with me, finally. Things, <laughs> speaking of things that haven't aged well, let's hop into the lyrics of this. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. boy. So the lyrics, just a general rundown of the song. It's about someone who receives postcards with monkeys on them from an anonymous sender. Not monkeys. Sorry. Chips. Monkeys and chips. They, they use the terms interchangeably. Yeah, which is my biggest problem with this. <laughs> monkeys are not... <laughs> apes <laughs> okay um but he t- and he he describes the monkeys he describes one monkey as uh, a depraved chimp dressed up in women's underwear that yeah, does not age that well. terrible <laughs> that yeah chimps devoid of any hair i got depraved chimps dressed up in the women's underwear that's the only line though for the rest of the thing yeah, i mostly... think the song is lyrically a delight i mean chimps and jackboots definitely like touched a chord with me with the modern <laughs> politics the fuck? Jackboots have a very real militaristic association, right? Some chimps are swinging from a vine, some chimps in jackboots, some chimps that wish they could be my stars. Mostly Nazis to me. Okay. Like, jackboots uh... read, jackboots, jackboots read fascists to what me. What a strange 
strange specific really because like yeah. like marching marching like people marching in jackboots is like authoritarian no, no, no. speaks authoritarian strange for ed to oh, pull, like, oh why okay. is this monkey not in like i bet because it rhymed what you could have had like uh, there's got to be another single word that you could put before some some chimps in brown boots <laughs> like there could be a hundred words you could put there that aren't jackboots but he didn't but he didn't but he so, didn't. He wanted let's, some fascist chimps. So let's dig in. Why are these chimps fascist? Is what I'm, <laughs> no, let's not do that. Well, I, they were obviously radicalized on the chimp internet. <laughs> oh, the chimp internet. <laughs> in their younger in their younger days, they went onto some chat rooms on 4chan and got like uh, pulled oh, into the no. pulled into the title the maelstrom. Oh man! And the next thing they know, they're on fucking Stormfront. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Picking up a pair of uh, patent leather jack boots. Oh my God! Because their uh, parents and friends didn't take the time to contextualize what they're actually doing on the internet. Christ! Uh. Hey, um, I don't like Janet. We should have had you on a different episode. <laughs> We're really there's there's too much talk about Nazis and and Jamaican accents on this episode. No, We're gonna have it's you back. It's important. Sometime. It's important that this stuff be discussed. I think it. Yeah, I do yeah. think that it's. It does. It feels. Uh, I almost feel bad about the fact that like two of the most sort of um, like in terms of vocabulary and like misuse of vocabulary, the fact mm-hmm. that you, that you have now to own, to carry on your shoulders, both this song where chimps are monkeys and monkeys are chimps and <laughs> Alanis Morissette's ironic. <laughs> that is like too heavy a load for Canada. That's like too... Yeah. That's too, that's hard. That's tough for you guys. I really feel bad for you. <laughs> Thank you. Someone understands Finally. our plight. Yeah. Having to shoulder Canada's burden as two dudes from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hitting our, like choosing to hit yourself in the face with a hammer. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then begging for help. Yeah, I just, I haven't, I haven't listened to your all Alanis Morissette analysis podcast, but mm-hmm. for some reason you guys just picked those two. Yeah. Canada. The Morissette. Uh, the Morissette cassettes. Yeah. P- Podlandis Amoricats. I was going to say the Morissette cassettes. Oh, that's even better. Thank you. You nailed that's it. Right. You punched me up. You punched me up and I talked over you punching me up. That I was bad. I repeat myself. Sorry. Yeah. I never repeat myself. Um, <laughs> I never repeat myself. I love more lyrical stuff that makes me laugh so hard. Uh, the lyric, um, I got some shaved chimps. Uh that's chimps devoid of any hair. In case you <laughs> didn't know what shaved chimps well, okay. Some chimps who love cats. I got some shaved chimps. That's chimps devoid of any hair. I got the So <laughs> chimps do have like a little a little beard mustache thing. Uh-huh. So they could have just been thinking like sha- like facial shaves. Oh, sure, so these are like shaves, sure. like c- c- total body shave. Sure. When I think of shaved chimps, I need well, clarification. If I said, if yeah. I say, you know, Saker, I just shaved today. You'd be like, oh, well, that just means. I think you're devoid of any hair. You think, do you think I'm hairless or do you think I just like took off my. Uh, stubble uh, I, I don't know i don't know i'd have to I'd really have to really look at you really saker <laughs> maybe he should have qualified it even more and said like because you can if you shave that's like you're grow you're it's gonna grow back fairly quickly so that mm-hmm. like either you're fresh shaved chimp which means you're devoid of any hair any time after like a few hours you might have some stubble so then you aren't completely <laughs> devoid of any hair if it yeah. was a waxed chimp like I feel that would last longer, and he could maybe support that longer. But sure. I, I think there's we're, we're having a, I'm having a problem with the timeline as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'd honestly like a whole of, verse of about the it. shavedness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he, then the contextualization would make sense because if he said I've got some waxed chimps, I would need some additional clarification. Yeah. he would be like you know like in Madame yeah. Tussauds. 
<laughs> oh sure, sure, sure. chimps that almost seem yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some five o'clock chimps. They've been uh-huh. shaved uh, this morning. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that could be good. Um, hey, so oh, there's one line in here. Um, it used to be funny, but now I've got money on a monkey fight. I'm losing sleep, and it's really keeping me up all night. I thought it was funny, but now I got money on a monkey fight. He hits that line as if it's a punchline. Yeah. Does that what is make it? Any... Why is that funny? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's at the end of the verse, as if we're supposed to be like, ah, I get it, Ed. But did yeah. it, Janet? Did it hit you as a as a joke? No, I don't know what it means. I mean, <laughs> okay. look, putting aside the whole monkey versus chimp thing, I, I absolutely, <laughs> sure. I absolutely do not know what it means. Like, I don't okay. know what it means. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, I think he would lose that money because there's no such there. It's not a monkey fight. They're chimps. <laughs> but yeah, I think there are chimps and monkeys. Ev, you can't do this the whole episode. <laughs> I will not allow it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's. I, I mean, truly, I didn't I have think many. It's funny. <laughs> now I'm. I'm just muttering to myself. Oh, Janet, you think you... it's funny. Number one, don't assume I think it's funny. But number two, <laughs> you're gonna flip it back on itself and tell me it's not funny because now you have money on a. <laughs> monkey fight no well, it's yeah. not it's not oh. coming to no okay good. I, I think watching like, like a monkey fight would be a real sad experience oh so, it's yeah. like a dog fight that's, yeah, that'd oh, be that's horrible. horrific that'd be horrible yeah, yeah. so Awful. he's i mean I, I buy that that pivot on the line he's like yeah i don't want to actually see monkeys hurt each other sure, he's pivoting he, i thought it was funny but it's not but right. also i put money down when they're gonna be beating yeah, each other I, mean, up. Like, yeah. I don't know what that i don't know what that means yeah that's oh. that is that's truly sad thank i'm glad you please stop thinking about it because i don't want to be the podcast that killed legendary podcaster janet varney by giving her brain <laughs> aneurysm thinking about monkey fights um yeah i truly i didn't have many notes on the lyrics i had a lot more notes on the uh on the musical content because the lyrics are fairly i mean horrifying but simple right i think i would have if I were going to punch up this song, I sure. think I would have made them more horrifying. Okay. Like I think, I think, mm-hmm. like you have a real situation where you a can do like with a the knife. You could do like a straw hat situation where because I mean they sort of hinted at the end where like he's move he's packed up his move his home but he's still getting these postcards uh-huh. like he's, this person turns from something like kind of funny into a stalker right. Sure. So I think I would have doubled down on that or even tripled down on that and made the lyrics like sort of like the, uh, try to insert a like a creeping feeling of dread as the song progressed like the monkeys get worse and more terrifying as the as the or uh, just like there wasn't a stamp on the last few <laughs> but they still showed up in my mailbox like yeah. clearly this person put them oh, by man. hand into my mailbox and my address was in my own yeah. handwriting somehow <laughs> like, oh god <laughs> I'm in some of them asleep and there's <laughs> yeah. a chimp next to me in my Christ. own house. There we go. Now yeah. we fixed the song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have uh, pushed through into madness. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Just like a buzzing that's near the beginning of the song but gets louder and louder <laughs> at the end of the song. It's taken over. Speaking of the beginning of the song, uh-huh. like that opening sounds like pure t- 2000s pop to me. Yeah. Oh, sure. And, yeah. But like, like a dance number by like Britney or Gaga, but like the whispers at the beginning i'm sorry or they're like whispering something like there's like some muttered words did you not hear that maybe did okay wait a minute no i didn't i'm serious i'm like worried evan what what do you think (laughs) am i insane did it tell you you to do anything did the whispers tell you to do anything no it sounded to me like uh let the bodies hit the floor (laughs) it seriously did really i'm not i hope that what 
let the bodies hit the floor by drowning pool. Like, let the bodies hit the floor. Let the- oh, I, no. I'm going to put, uh, put the sample in here, and I'm going to... Uh, r- listeners, if you're listening post-production, you'll be able to hear this, but I have no idea what Evan is talking about. I, it, I hopefully it wasn't the, the version I was listening to, because I was listening to, like, the album version on YouTube. Okay, you're listening to the... Album version on YouTube, somebody grabbed from Napster that was cross-faded from Let the Bodies Hit the Floor a million years ago. Maybe, but like, I kind of want to like stop the podcast and re-listen to it because I feel like I'm gaslighting myself. (laughs) We're we're not going to stop for for your gaslighting. Uh, Wait, there's nothing wrong with me. Two, Uh, there's nothing wrong with me. Three, there's nothing wrong with me, okay? uh, Um, Something's got to give. Staker, something's got to give. You know, in my notes, this is real. This is true. I wrote, I love the intro. The whispered promise of what's to come. The weird wavy synths. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Hmm. You're talking about Steve. He says, everyone is. Everyone is. That's the one. Everyone is addressed to me. That's not okay. It doesn't sound like let the bodies hit. It says, let the bodies. (laughs) Let the bodies. Let the bodies hit the You truly scared me. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so I'm not crazy. I just have a problem, like, like I'm not, like, hallucinating. Oh, okay. Um, like, this song, musically, does Jim on bass is doing these slides in the intro that are funky as fuck. Um, there's like, there's hand claps, which we've had two songs in a row now. Evan, mm. you know how much I love hand claps. Mm-hmm. This could be the album that finally, like, this could be my number one. It just <laughs> needs hand claps. Every song, I would be okay with that. And then one of the biggest notes I had, it does the thing that I love in musicals at the end of the song, when there's two singers that are singing parallel parts, but they come together and they're both doing yeah. their thing. Oh man. That's so a real, uh, that's, yeah, that's a real music man moment where. <laughs> <laughs> Marion and Professor, the Professor, <laughs> or the Professor, together. and yeah, Mary. Wait, from Gilligan's Island. I know. I was gonna say that too. I was like, wait, I never realized how close they were together. Maybe the creator of uh, Gilligan's Island, who I'm sure was like, what's his face, like the Sheldon, whatever, whoever the guy is of this era who created every other Chuck Lorre or something. Oh like, yeah, what, yeah. Whoever Sh- that guy was, Sheldon yeah. Rample. Sh- yeah, sure. Sheldon, Sheldon Rample. Um, yeah, okay. there's. Uh, there's there's a lot of cool like little th- there's a weird guitar walk down during verse two that kind of sounds depressing but like we're we're starting to get that existential dread in this song that you wanted so badly I think to me though this song read as fundamentally joyless which was I know this is where you this is where you got to come at me Saker okay. because like the the subject matter is funny the the music is funny but like as they're singing I I always feel like when Ed and Steve are singing a funny a fun song mm-hmm. I feel like they're smiling mm-hmm. this I felt like they were just like frowning the whole fucking time like there was no joy in this song for me really I don't know why it just felt like they were just kind of going through the motions it felt overproduced it felt like they were just kind of like like a, a studio hit like this is some like Baron- BNL cover band doing this huh. is what it felt like to me interesting Janet did it feel joyless to you 
I can't. Well, the problem is, is that if I, I, you, you, you did not tell me to not watch the video, but just listen to the song. And the link you sent me was True. to a video. True. So I did not divorce the experience <laughs> of listening to it with watching the video. Yeah. So there was a lot of stimuli coming in mm. for sure. me. Um, I, I mean, I, I, so now I will forever associate the song with like the CN tower being a rocket ship that takes off sure. much to the chagrin of a giant chimp that was planning to do, I don't know what with it. So I don't, and the like, band I inside. can't, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, because the, because the, vi the video was, it was, you know, was fairly fun and was mm -hmm. yeah. silly the, the and stuff. So I, I can't. I, I, I wouldn't I didn't ever close my eyes and like wonder what right. everyone's mood was. <laughs> when they were recording yeah. It. Well, the video was very lively. So sure. like when I, I listened to the song first and I'm like, oh, this is they're just like going through the motions. I saw the video. I'm like, OK, this perks me up. This this actually gets me better. Sure. Like, it but. did. Uh, I mean, at the end of the video, when they're going into space with the CN Tower, they do look prepared to die. So maybe you're right. Maybe they were joyless because <laughs> they, they were going to do what they had to do for their country. So to get rid yeah. of this or country. were they just thinking about the fact that the song was going to be used uh, as the outro of. Uh, uh, credit song of a movie about monkeys <laughs> space in space. Oh God, yeah, I I did some research on that too. I what a nightmare. <laughs> Were they? I mean, I get that. Okay, I have a few thoughts. Mm -hmm. Number one, it reminded me that I for, I forgot because I never watch videos anymore. I like I forgot that a video does not need to be a about the song like right. I need like like I'm just realizing this now I'm having some aha moments for sure because <laughs> like for example I'm realizing like oh yeah don't come around here no more is not about Alice in Wonderland <laughs> that was like an interpretation of you know that was like oh we're just gonna sort of you know clumsily stick these two things together but sure. it's a great video yeah and famous, then like okay Werewolf sabotage band. yeah like the video <laughs> sabotage which sort of is again what i said like reminded me of of this song or vice yeah. versa you know obviously that's like not really about uh three guys that are the beastie boys also who are starring in like a 70s la cop show yeah um but all of a sudden the fact that this song is so specifically and very articulately in terms of every syllable, as I know the Very Naked Ladies to be careful to do, uh, I can hear every letter of every word that is sung in every Bare Naked Lady song. It is so specific and is so specifically describing something. The fact that the video does actually not show you at all what the song is about feels like like, I know that's okay, but I, I, I'm realizing, like, oh, yeah, we all accept that. But, like, this was a song where he tells the story of something that's happening to him. But nothing, that's not what happens in the video. In the video, it's a movie that's like right. King Kong, but it's called Chimp. And then this chimp is, like, destroying things, which <laughs> right. is very grim. And doesn't make it any cuter that it's a chimp instead of a gorilla. And uh, and then they all go fly, they go all take off in a rocket ship that yeah. probably is not equipped to sustain their lives at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean. And that it's a building. <laughs> right exactly well yeah you kind of have to wonder like because i i doubt the bare naked ladies had much input into this video they usually don't Maybe. it's usually a director because we've seen the behind the scenes right. before evan and i have where they don't seem happy with their other videos so like <laughs> you, <laughs> you have That's to think crazy oh it's nuts yeah 
but you have to think like they were, you know, what they somebody said the word monkeys in here. I've got an idea, and they just had to go along with whatever they're. Well, that's their and, and it's wanted. also this this sort of like cuts back to the Fubox video. Like, there's a history of BNL being inside something that you don't think they're going to be inside of in their videos. Sure, a shoebox, the CN Tower, uh, uh, Candyland, Candy- Nightmare <laughs> Hellscape sure. with like clockwork women and devils and dancing. And they don't like this. They don't I, like the. It's not like it's a. Com- I don't understand that. I don't. I don't. It's not. It doesn't seem like they would be powerless in that situation. That, yeah. that, that it's not like they show up <laughs> because they've sold the rights to like Nestle, and right. Nestle's like, "Well, get ready because we own you now, and you're going to be in Candyland." Yeah. And they're like, "Oh no!" Like it's their song. I can't imagine that they don't have any approval of like what the video is. I I, I don't we so the only one that we've actually seen is is their video for a song called "It's All Been Done," mm-hmm. um, and they are clearly like on set arguing with the guy. Like this doesn't make any sense to me i don't understand why this is happening and they're like well wait till post-production it'll all make sense in post-production and the video <laughs> fucking sucks it's terrible yeah. <laughs> but like i, I guess i they love were... it that's the most actory thing i've ever heard them, of them doing being yeah. like i need to understand my character's motivation in this yeah. video this is not speaking to me why would my character be playing guitar well because yeah. you're the guitarist i know but like <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah i think and, that like overall this video it it wasn't bad for a BNL video. It, it was, was not bad. I, I would put this between like uh, probably uh, one week in old apartment, like uh, as far as videos go. It's one of my favorites. I, I know, I, like one week is up there. I think Pinch Me is still my favorite video. Like, but it, uh, it made me legitimately laugh several times, especially at the beginning when they had like Tyler playing well, Chi Sullivan. Sullivan, what Jim. a great name! <laughs> like, because it's not like stink butt McEnroe. It's yeah. not like goofy for the sake of goofy, but it's very funny and like subtle, I thought. Jim like, is Private Chaps Putman. Private Chaps Putman. What a great name. Well, here, okay, so this was something that confused me actually because they get introduced as characters like uh, Stephen Page is Ernie Simmons, MD, Ed's Colonel Mac Shannon, uh-huh. well, Taffy O'Donnell is, is Kevin. Army BNL, Citizen BNL, yeah. and Band BNL. Well, it confused me at first, <laughs> then I realized this is, takes place in the Ladyverse. Oh, the Ladyverse. Uh-oh, so, Janet. We've got a lot of explaining. So the Ladyverse, well, the Ladyverse you is really pretty, do. It's pretty simple. It's just a a lot of their music videos take place in a place where not all of the population, but most, most of the population of the earth are bare naked oh, ladies, okay. clones of got bare naked it, ladies. Got it, got it. Sure, sure. So got there, it, there's room it, for it. other people, but most of them are BNL. Yeah. So they're their own juggalos <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> as we've basically. always said, yes, absolutely. But, I mean, okay. but in, the, in the musical okay. sections of it, like where they're actually closing up on the band, Ed looks like he's in a fucking Fallout Boy video. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, he looks very two, early 2000s. Yeah, he's yeah. and at least he got rid of like the bleach blonde hair, but yeah. he just looks so. Yeah. Like, oh like, no, I saw like that, and again, lens. I was yeah. like, yeah, I I saw that, and again, I was like, what are you doing? Like, you're not Green Day. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, like don't you can't sound like you can't sound like that and and look edgy. There's just no point to it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's fine. I mean, it's fine, but it there's no. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I, regardless of everything, I remember as a kid thinking the same thing when I like a kid, 2003. I was what like 18, 18 years old, and I got this album, and I was like, oh, this is a not great song. It sounds feels too much like One Week, but. Evan having divorced it from all that because we listen to every song 500 times mm-hmm. now. I found myself really, really enjoying this song. Hmm. I think I might like it more than Pinch Me and One Week. Like, his, the speed of his rapping literally yes. put me in awe. Yes, like, yes, as I yes. was listening to it, I was like, this is cool. This is, the video is fun. Like, I hated that I liked it so much, but I liked it a lot. So from like an objective sense, like, 
his rapping on this video is the best he's ever done because it is yeah. one germane to the subject of the video. <laughs> yes. Two, like he enunciates and like gets every word in there, and he—I don't feel like he's word stacking. Yeah. Like he does a couple like like that, and that works out perfectly yeah. fine. Like yeah. he's not—I don't feel like he's tumbling words in there. Yeah. So, yeah, this is definitely the best Ed's, Ed's capable of this, thus far, as far as rap goes. Even sure. if he's saying things like. I, the, a, a shaved monkey is divorced here. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. Over-explaining is one But thing, at least but he's talking in, Shoehorning in some rhymes <laughs> just because you need something in there. Yeah, yeah. That's but fair. at least he's talking about chimpanzees. Sure. But I think this is definitely what you said about overproduction because I think this song is really hard to do live. They did it on this tour for this album quite mm-hmm. a bit. And then after Steve left the band, they've only ever done this song 22 times, according to Setlist FM. So like, clearly it's a song that they don't want to do. They don't do a lot. <laughs> and I think part of it's the blowback, but I think part of it, I watched some live videos. Ed like fucks up a lot doing this live because it's hard as hell. It's a crazy hard song. It feels like. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah. Guys, I, I got to bring something up and it sure. is, it, I know it may not seem uh, germane, but it, it, it really is, which is that, I had not listened to this song. Uh, I, I I certainly did my homework, as you can tell, and that mm-hmm. I did listen to it before we spoke. <laughs> but it was not something that I did like five weeks ago. And then, you know, I mean, also, I didn't have that information five weeks ago. But I did wait until this morning to listen to it so that it was all fresh in my mind. Sure. But weirdly, weirdly, a song, the only other song I listened to this morning uh, because it was stuck in my head from just having been a Dragon Con where um, one of my favorite human beings and favorite brains in the world, Mike Furman, had mm-hmm. been doing a song. He has an album for children and he has, an al- he has a song that is like eerily comparable to this <laughs> song in several ways. Really? And it's called, it's called What Makes the Breakfast. And that is a song I listen to having zero knowledge no information about what the song I was going to listen to by VNL was, but his song is, he does sort of a Jamaican accent, but <laughs> it's a song, but, but it's so good and it's yeah. so funny and it's so hard to do live. Yeah. And if you listen to it and I'm sure he will give permission for you to play a clip of it, but it's a, it's a little kid asking his dad about where his, you know, like he has these kids and this is his album for kids. Sure. And so it's these little kids asking, it's his sons asking him what, how they get their breakfast, like what's in the breakfast, what makes the breakfast. Oh, okay. And so he, he, he basically raps like a very complicated series of like, the something makes a something and the something makes something and the something makes eggs for the breakfast. <laughs> and like, it, it is it is like many of Mike's songs, so verbally complex and so funny and clever uh, that it really sticks in your head. It's such an earworm. And I woke up this morning and I was feeding my dogs breakfast, and I was like, mm, I gotta listen to Mike's song again. <laughs> and so I put it on, and then shortly thereafter, listened to a bare naked lady song, which was like weird. I mean, it was it was a very very weird coincidence. Very like strange. it really was. <laughs> Makes a flake for the breakfast. The fruit makes a shake for the breakfast. The flour and the baking soda makes a batter, and the batter makes a pancake for the breakfast. The batter makes a pancake for the breakfast. The leaf makes a tea for the breakfast. The bean makes a coffee for the breakfast. The seed makes a bush, push makes a berry. Assuming we've gotten Mike Furman's 
permission. You know what? I'll email him. I'll say, can we use this? And will you be on our podcast? That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. One, 100% on all levels. I could not. I mean, if, if, if I thought he wanted to be the most famous person in the world, I would say he deserved it. I don't think that's what he wants at all. But everything that he makes is so goofy and, but so smart and, oh, he's just a wonderful person. Yeah. So I would oh, love cool. for him to do your podcast. Oh yeah. I loved the hard and firm stuff back in the day, but I have not kept up. Yeah. I'm going to have to check. Oh my God. Out. You have to listen to Mike's stuff. It is so good oh yeah it's so good and it is it's like it's made for kids but of course like like anything good like a good pixar movie or whatever you're you're sort of there's no shame in being like well this is brilliant <laughs> like yeah, this is yeah. made for a child i don't care <laughs> this is brilliant it's so funny and so meta and you know it's great much like the bare naked ladies children album <laughs> snack, snack time <laughs> which uh tyler is it, <laughs> is it is it ed who does the jamaican accent on uh oh, ribbit, about? Yeah, ribbit, ribbit, yeah, about. That, so. that's fine too yeah, that's, that's fun fine. yeah ev yeah can you tell me, is this song like any late 90s semi-obscure anime? As you know, every song on Everything to Everyone is about a late 90s semi-obscure anime. Or a, a 90s semi-obscure anime, yeah. please excuse me. Um, so, can you factor one in here? Oh, of course I can. You can! With your help. Oh, I can do that. Of course, it would be Perfect Blue. Satoshi Kon's masterpiece, Perfect yes. Blue, yeah. Big fan of Satoshi Kon, love me some Paranoia Agent, love sure. me some Tokyo Godfather, sure. so Perfect Blue, a little bit more problematic than those two, but still, <laughs> a solid anime. Uh-huh. So we've got a uh, qu- quick uh, synopsis, we've got Mima Kurigoe. Kirigoe? Kirigoe. Kirigoe, yeah. I've watched it with uh, dubs, so oh, okay, back okay. in the day. So <laughs> just Mima, I guess. She's a retired idol who's trying to become an actor. Yep. And uh, gets a part in a the worst movie Double ever, bind. Double Bind, yeah. and it's a uh, she gets the part as a rape victim, and uh, yeah, it's pretty rough. And but so it's it's sort of a problematizes the male gaze by kill. Uh, eventually, there's a series of murders that are being committed by a stalker that is stalking her in theory, mm-hmm. but there's another stalker. So it's several levels, and then there's a sort of a uh, sort of thing where she starts questioning her own sanity because right. because the people who are killing them look exactly like her. And she's having difficulty separating this like yes. movie from real life. I mean, she has, during the uh, the rape scene in the movie, the, the movie in the movie, uh, she has sort of a psychotic break, and she starts losing... Horrific. Like she, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, pretty, pretty uh, rough. Obviously, we have the stalking angle of Mr. Mamania, who's yes. the stalker, uh, uh, as the stalker of the song as well. Mr. Mamania faxes her threats and keeps a diary of her life. The narrator of another postcard clearly has an idea of where Ed lives and continually sends him postcard after postcard, which is very threatening. Very threatening. Our monkey fight. Uh, another <laughs> another monkey in the mail could make me lose my mind. The narrative of, you know, what is real? Where does reality diverge from the story we tell ourselves or our psychoses? Clearly, I think, you know, maybe the narrator of another and, postcard has lost his mind. Yeah, and I think, by, I mean, we, we've touched on it several times. Maybe the person who's sending him these postcards is sure himself. And then, spoiler for Perfect Blue, hit that 30-second button twice if you don't want to hear it. Um, we find out that ultimately, another person stalking Mima is her manager, yes. Ruby. Um, who dresses like her and talks uh, like her talks like her and it's this weird string of voyeurism that runs through both the movie and the song Mm -hmm. the clear theme of monkey see monkey monkey do do. (laughs) except that except (laughs) i wasn't sure if that was a groan for the pun or (laughs) except that perfect Perfect blue does that stuff in anime which i see all the time where you can tell someone's a villain because their eyes are really far apart yeah weird like they look like a fish it's a real strange i don't know and like anime like they always show these guys with like 
really small mouths and yeah. and, and, and the <laughs> person and as soon as I started watching Perfect Blue and Mima's manager showed up yeah. and she had the far apart eyes, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh she's, she's a bad a person. She's <laughs> a villain. She's a bad. She, you keep you stay away from her. It's a weird trope. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's just I think it's just a stylistic choice. Symmetry. Yeah, because you're trying bad. to make them not look good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, listen, so. Pennywise are this re- most recent oh. Pennywise. Oh, yeah. Really, you know that that wandering eye. They've sure. got that yeah. locked in. Exactly. Like that is extraordinarily creepy. So. Which I find out that Bill Skarsgård actually that's not editing. Apparently, he, he does. Can do he that. has a little funny eye. Ooh, yeah. Very very strange, but eye. cool. I know. <laughs> but what a doll in real what life he seems to be. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Okay, so now's the time in the show when we rate this song. So, for you listeners out there, if this is your first episode, sure. Uh, and for Janet, uh, we rate the scale on a or rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more bare God, naked, I was so hoping song. you were going to say that. I could not have been hoping more. <laughs> the more bare naked, I this really song was. Is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the yeah, more bare naked this song is, the uh, the better it is. The more clothes it has on, the worse. As usual, we'll give our t- guests some time to think. So, Ev, mm-hmm. take it over. What is this song? Back in high school, mm-hmm. my friends and I used to, as a joke, mm-hmm. uh, sign each other up for like mailing lists for arch conservative like organizations. <laughs> okay, so you'd get like a you get mailings from like Strayer University. You get mailings from like uh, and the the idea was it's really funny because none of us were super conservative and also you're taking resources away from conservative organizations. Okay. So we were like, yeah, this this tickles us on both angles. So my friend has signed me up for this thing called Heritage University. Uh-huh. And they, these mailings have Sorry, followed just me. just to check, this is your rating, right? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Dude. You've, d- that, you've done that same joke like eight <laughs> times in a row. Am I really? Yeah. No, I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, it really worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why he keeps doing it. Everyone keeps, everyone keeps incentivizing talk. him. Yeah. It's just like a slapping oh, me in the it. face mid-review. Oh, don't worry, Saker. I'm going to get you back during your review. But when I, when I punch your review up, as always. <laughs> when you punch me in the face yes. during my review. Yeah. <laughs> Missing a couple teeth. But yeah, so they signed me up for Heritage. And this is a real story. They signed me up for this place called Heritage University. And it has followed me through a name change oh, no. at three moves, oh, no. one of them to another country. Jeez. They found me in fucking oh, Japan. No. They, and it's just these little mailings they come. Okay. And occasionally they'll advertise this thing, which is a conservative singles cruise. Okay. So it, now we go into the the uh, hypothetical situation. So my partner's left me. My son, is, it's been an especially messy divorce. <laughs> my son has been taken away. I'm at the, like a low fucking ebb. i like f- about to lose my house. I wander out and what do I find in the mail? But... A heritage university invitation to a singles cruise okay. and i'm like you know what the fuck do i have to lose <laughs> so i go on this goddamn fucking singles cruise <laughs> and it's like partial and you know i'm sitting there on this fucking carnival cruise you know it's uh, free drinks everyone's getting sort of happy and i keep seeing these people i'm attracted to you know they're 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 wearing like swimsuits you know they're looking pretty good because it's a tropical sure. we're on a tropical island Absolutely. we're having a good time but every time i start to like chat someone up since it's a conservative singles cruise, they immediately, not immediately, but like, I can't, I can't dip my foot in the water of a conversation without touching something like some, something about identity politics and like that. So they're like, yeah, I'm talking to this beautiful uh, woman and she's just wearing this bathing suit. And she says, you know, yeah, I just, I just can't get behind abortion. Like, Uh or like, you know, I just don't think that like uh, people of color uh, really have any problem in society. That sort of thing like that. So, Uh so it's like, that's just like a, so every time I have a conversation like that. So these are, this song for me is that basically like. It should be something I like. These people are attractive people. You know, so I'm in a situation. I'm in a situation where there are people. There's very little clothes, okay. but like, 
God, I don't want to. <laughs> I just want to go back to my fucking room. Sure. Okay. Like, I don't want to listen to this. This is something that I should like, but okay. I don't. Okay. I don't like this song at all. Okay. Um, Put your fucking clothes back on. <laughs> I want to see you with more clothes. Um, for me. Take a I second have, to examine your perspectives. I have a uh, an interview. I have an interview for an Alaskan drilling company. <laughs> so I have to uh, wake up very, very early in the morning. It's not Alaskan time. Alaskan time, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's a Skype interview. And no one ever sleeps up there because it's always sunny. That's true. Or dark. They sleep for six months out of the it's year. It's always sunny in Juno. My favorite show. <laughs> um, and so uh, I get up early and I groggily put on my clothes and I get downstairs and I turn on my computer. Do I you have shave? the webcam. I'm full. I'm devoid of anything. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I I set the webcam up and they have to they have to see your whole body for this interview because they have to know that you're bodily able to do the hard work of an you oil. Gotta, they right? got to see you hold. They got to see you hold twenty pounds sure, and like sure, do like sure. do a couple arm curls yeah. and lift like a hundred pound yes, weight off the floor. It's the most ableist interview I've ever attended. Yes. Um. And so uh, I get on and I start talking to the person. And then they're like, uh, what, what are you wearing? And I look down and I realized, God damn it. I was, I, I thought it was a funny joke, but I printed a shirt and pants that have my naked body. on them. <laughs> so I have clothes on, I'm fully clothed, but the clothes just show my naked body <laughs> on them. This song for me is a weird dichotomy of like, I really enjoy it. It's naked. But, like, I know that it's a nakedness that's, like, they were forced into this by their label, and it's not a great... Like, it doesn't have a lot of depth. The song has no depth to it. Like, it doesn't have the Bare Naked Ladies harmonies. Like, but for some reason, I love it. It's naked as hell. Anyway, I get the job, but they force me to be naked every day. <laughs> In Alaska? I don't know. Yeah, they want to kill me. Well, don't take the job, bud. I, I, got, I need the money. My family's hungry. <laughs> Janet, what do you think? Yeah, wow. Pay. <laughs> Wow. I have so many questions uh-huh. about... We've done a lot of reviews like the, this. Yeah. The, yeah, about the ground, anything being grounded in reality at all <laughs> of everything I just heard. Uh, I'm so I'm so confused. We're 74 episodes into a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Nothing is grounded in reality. <laughs> so our lives okay. are floating in the void. Okay, okay. Because I'm really worried about both of you and... <laughs> There's just a lot I want to ask, uh, but I won't because it's the end of something sure. and not the beginning. Um, uh, oh, boy. Well, I don't know that I can make up something whole cloth about my fake life to then <laughs> weave into a different, like, I can't, can I make up a metaphor that sounds like it might be personal, but is absolutely not true? I mean, just to then also compare and say, like, so that's my metaphor for this very naked lady song. <laughs> um, I feel like I, okay, uh, when I was in college, I was living in Flagstaff. Um, I would stay, uh, I spent most of my time trying to avoid my dorm. Uh, and so I ended up in a relationship with a very nice guy that I probably should not have been in a relationship with who lived in this house with a bunch of other people. And uh, there, one of his roommates was very cute. Um, he had long hair. He was a, he dealt weed. Um, and this was a house where like everyone kind of brewed their own beer and stuff in the basement. And this guy, his name was Andy. 
Um, he was just a very, he was very attractive in like kind of a way that actually doesn't do it for me, like a Brad Pitt way. Like, oh, you're very, attra- like you're pretty, like you're better looking, you're a better looking man than any woman kind of. Um, and, and, but, but so he would walk around the house, uh, with his shirt off and, but then his hair would be like tucked into like a reggae crocheted, like oh, snood. There it is. And he would wear, you know, he would just be wearing like shorts, but then maybe he would have like some sandals on. And then in the background would be playing the band Fish. So I know it's weird to bring up a different band uh, when I'm talking about a Bare Naked Lady song, but they, I sort of feel similarly about Fish. Right. Um, I, they, I don't really, that's, they're not for me and I, and, I, and I don't get them, but I'm sure they're great guys. So somehow that's what that is to, this is to me, is like a good looking guy that I should be attracted to, but at the end of the day, he's wearing a crocheted snood <laughs> and shorts and sandals and he listens to Fish and he brews his own beer. So sure. it's not a fit for me. <laughs> Got you. Okay, so naked, but not for you or at least somewhat naked half naked yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i love that awesome okay well janet thank you so much thank that's you. a great review that's been a pleasure yeah thank you for being on our podcast what a pleasure where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter at janet varney you can find me on instagram at the jv club you can listen to my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and i'm on a different podcast called voyage to the stars which is an improvised space comedy podcast with felicia day and colton dunn and steve berg and a bunch of great special guests um uh and uh you can find that again wherever you get podcasts it's worth a listen awesome. and uh this has been a treat oh thank you so much it's been thank a you. treat for us as well yeah. <laughs> all right uh well uh we'll see you around yeah thank you so much okay. for being on the cast all right bye <laughs> bye hey evan <laughs> oh man <laughs> you doing okay <laughs> i feel i kind of wish i was hollow sometimes like a bird like a cello or a bass like a upright double bass like because jim cregan's bass you want to fly no i just want to have nothing inside me i want to echo okay i want to resonate is this like a metaphor are you talking emotionally oh no no i wouldn't want to be emotionally hollow that okay. seems like a really bad situation it does but i want to be exactly like i am You're but i want to weigh 13 pounds okay and, uh, i want to be made out of really uh like balsa wood what would be because i can think of a lot of cons like a golem a strong breeze would knock you over yeah. you would fly away you would never be able oh, to swim underwater again i mean i probably weigh like 50 pounds is probably because i mean a base is pretty heavy right like I an guess. upright base and i'm a pretty big guy yeah so i, I bet i, I bet i yeah, can i guess how much weight do your bones add to you not all you're not talking bone. about hollow bones you're talking about like no innards no, no nothing i'm just an out i'm like i have so you would I'm just an be exo- skin i'm an exoskeleton you would not weigh 50 pounds if you were just sk- well i've got like a skin i've got a spine like a base i've got some bones in me but like a, like ribs on the back it's all it's all but the bones are hollow i mean probably not they're probably solid wood i think 50 pounds could probably i don't know because there are kids that are 50 pounds they don't get blown away in a storm do they no no <laughs> okay. uh, i mean i have to be super careful about myself but what are the pros is what i'm asking uh deep resonation voice i have like a sound peg inside me like one of those things that uh, so you would i would be able to do all sorts i would my voice would be so melodious i would be able to quit my job and just do like like voice recording the i like whole time. that okay like, i would i would be i would har- i could harmonize with myself Wait, you couldn't make two toe? Are you a Peruvian yeah, throat you singer? Could. You mean Tuvan throat singer? Oops, <laughs> is it Tuvan? I thought yeah, it was they're, Peruvian. They're from Mongolia. Oh, like the cent- Central Asian steppes. You know what? I haven't 
heard of them since I was like seven, oh. and they used to have those commercials on public access TV for the throat singing like monk mm-hmm. chants. And I think in my child mind, I conflated Tuvian with Peruvian. And that's no, I, I really like them. I listened to a lot of music from like tu- like the Tuvian stuff. I'm sorry, like Hungar. Actually, I remember you hating it. You played it for me. Yeah, remember there was that song that we would oh, it would kind yes. of come from my mix, yes. and you That's it's just right. yeah, it's horrifying. And then Genuinely you were like, unsettled. "This song is making me really question my life, like yeah. existential dread." That really, truly sucks. I can't believe you listened to that for fun. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. I have this really cool CD of like Altaic uh, tribe step music, and it's really, really good. Uh huh. I really like it. Okay. What? When do you I listen like to it? I like world music. Uh, all the time. It's on my It's on my mix. No, 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 Come no, out to my car. I'll don't, play it for you right now. hit me against you. You said, I like world music as if Tuvian throat singing represents... I like world music too. Do you? <laughs> don't do this name, to me. Name one world music you like. I'll tell you a world music. Oh. I listen to a lot of world music. When I listen to 294 Note Streak, that's right, <laughs> the best idea for a podcast ever had. Joe and Riley made a bracket for every song featured in the Guitar Hero video games. And now they're going to use that bracket to figure out which song is the best of them all. Do you think they have world music on Guitar Hero? I would. I think like you get to like you get to like you get to like plug in the Kawika, like the Auto Kawika. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I think like there's the, a lot of or like the Nickel Harpa Dejembe tracks on Guitar Hero. Why isn't there Dejembe Hero? I would love to play Dejembe Hero. It's like I feel like it's one to be. It'd be one of those things where you like learn to play actually as you do it. I remember they like at the height of Guitar Hero, they had that actual guitar you could like yes. slowly learn how to play, and that was the end of Guitar Hero. We were like, wait, I don't want to fucking learn nothing here playing this guitar damn Guitar Hero. <laughs> Why are stupid people automatically a Southern accent? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> okay, we should change the. Let's flip the script. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh. We were talking about the CSJ. I'm not sure if you were part of the conversation. I was at the same party you were at. But uh, Rock Band, if you can play the trum- drums well on Rock Band, that actually does translate to real. That's the only instrument in Rock Band that translates to real life skill. That's right? it's, it's close. I mean, it, it, it'll get. It's a good basic stuff. I think if you're really good at Rock Band drums, I feel like. Yeah, you could probably get a couple riffs out on, okay. on a real drums, and the, yeah. there, there'd be some learning curve, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but I mean, at a as, as every it. drummer will tell you, drums are a very hard instrument. Really? Are they? I mean, I didn't say they were hard. I said, as every drummer will tell you, drums are an incredibly hard instrument. I remember my friend's band, they lost their drummer, and they said, We want somebody to drum for us. And I said, Oh man, that would be fun. And they said, All right, come on in. I said, I don't know how to play the drums. They said, it's easy. You just hit the drums. And I was like, all right, I'll come in and try out. And I came to this guy's basement, my friend John, and I he was like playing the guitar and he was like, I don't know, just play play something along with me. And I was like, burp, burp. I was so fucking bad at it. Uh-huh. And then his dog came downstairs and chat in the middle of their basement. That's my story about <laughs> the only like, time I played real drums. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, that's 294 Note Streak, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Land. And hey, if you want to contribute, you can contribute at patreon.com slash theorangegroves. This is one I don't feel bad about because they actually, everything that they earn, they give back. They yeah. pay for our hosting. That is amazing. Thank Orange you so Groves, much. We love you. So Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time on the show when we spin that big gold wheel. The wheel is gold. We don't tell many people that. Yep. It's plated, gold plated. We're slowly working our way. Night is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. wheel. How do the characters in this song die? 
Uh, is it the narrator, the sender, or the chimps? Huh. Let me read the wheel one more time. Characters. Okay. So, so we have to go through every fucking chimp in this in this uh, oh, holy shit. in this yeah. song and tell me how they die. We got the right wheel segment. Okay. So, so I can't up, imagine so many monkeys dying like this. The first character. The first character is the narrator of the song. Correct. So, who is being stalked and mailed these chimp photos. Sure. And I think he's killed by someone who kills him. He's killed by his stalker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, for some reason, collects these or whatever. It's like a mail bomb, I guess. Right. I mean, I don't think he collects them. Or, okay, how about this? He gets a postcard and it's a chimpanzee, like, um, holding a knife, mm-hmm. like a, a knife wielding chimpanzee or a gun wielding chimpanzee, whatever. Um, and it is like at the bus station in town. <laughs> and then the next day the postcard comes and the chimpanzee is like at the end of his street. <laughs> and he gets another postcard. It's at the end of his driveway. And then he gets another postcard. It's at the door. Sure. And he's trying to escape or whatever. And uh, it's like, it follows. So he, um, <laughs> he goes to, he goes and he like drives and drives and drives and he gets to this like roadside in, not roadside in, it's a fucking fantasy setting. It's just like <laughs> Howard Johnson. And he goes, he gets to the gilded pickle. <laughs> and uh, he's like, under an assumed name pays in cash he's like sold his car bought another one like off of like craigslist so they can't even like get him that way but but he goes into this room and on the pillow is sitting there is another is like another postcard they They won't leave him alone and it's the chimp in a hotel bathroom (laughs) oh jesus and then he it just like slowly looks up and you can see the bathroom door like these little fingers go around the bathroom door and then it slowly creaks open. So you think little fingers implies that you think it's a chimp sending these chimp postcards. Well, this, the chimp's going to kill him. I think it's a man in half a gorilla suit just from the <laughs> waist up, <laughs> just naked with a knife, like a gigantic knife and a banana in the other hand. Okay. I, I don't know. Cause I feel like I, I don't think that a chimp, like if I was a human, I wasn't going to send pictures of myself with a knife to somebody. Right. I would right. send what I think I am, which is a monkey. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, why? I also, I really, really, really love the idea that uh, that it's a horror movie that takes place over a week. We're like, oh, that looks like the bus stop in my town. <laughs> that looks like my street. Well, guess, <laughs> like you don't do anything about. Well, they, he would be doing stuff. He'd like building tension. Like he runs out to the bus stop, like, or he calls the police. You know, they go out there. They're, um, Nothing we can do. No Sorry, monkeys sir. in town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we check, check. No monkeys there. So it's like it's it's a tension builder, right? Sure. So he's he's trying to escape, and he keeps going to more and more lengths to escape, and then it keeps. Sure. It, he can't escape. Here's my question to you. He gets a postcard of the monkey at a bus stop. He flips it over. What does it say? Anything? Does it just say like, ook, ook, eek, eek, I'm coming for you? <laughs> it's just got like, it's like a toddler scroll. Like, it's uh, like, just like something has taken the pen and just sure. like. Because on day three, when the police can't do anything, he takes it to a handwriting specialist. <laughs> He's like, like oh, it looks like a monkey wrote these. Are you sure? No, it wasn't a monkey. Monkeys can't write. Don't tell me that. Sure. And then we dive into his backstory. We find out that. Once a long time ago in the Tanzanian jungle, he hit a monkey on the road late at night. <laughs> I was going to say he's like an ex-zookeeper. Okay. Sure. He was an ex-zookeeper who got drunk and drove his car through, through the, the monkey. Zoo, and he accidentally killed a monkey. Due to his negligence, a monkey died. Yes. Or a chimpanzee. But Chimpanzees moved- are not monkeys. He's- they're, but- a- they're apes, bud. Uh, but... They call them monkeys in the Daily Mail. I have no fucking idea why. Obviously, this guy is not a zookeeper because he can't <laughs> tell the difference between monkeys and apes. Okay, so monkeys and chimpanzees are not interchangeable. No. Okay. 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 Monkeys have tails, bud. 
Jim Stone? Nope. You call me Bud a lot. <laughs> Only when I'm being patronizing. It softens the blow. Uh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, he's that's from some... my That's from my fatherhood. Like, I always, when I end a sentence in Bud, when I'm talking to my son, <laughs> that means he's doing something wrong. Hey, why don't you uh, drop the whiskey, Bud? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I wouldn't climb there, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, how does the uh, the killer die? Uh, murder suicide, I imagine. Murder suicide. <laughs> potassium overdose. Oh, uh, or maybe like as he's stabbing the guy to death, he's eating his banana and he's so happy that he chokes on it and he dies. <laughs> he forgets to take the, uh, the skin <laughs> off. Peel off. Yes. Um, or like, yeah, he's only the thing is like his calling card. He's like a serial. He does. He's done this a lot. A lot of times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And his uh, he, and his it's calling card. Who've killed monkeys in the past? His calling card is a banana peel, but it's not a it's not a Cavendish banana peel. It's a gross Michelle. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a special Proto banana. banana, right? The banana you cannot get in America easily. The banana that the fake banana flavor is based on, right? Oh man, okay, uh, sure. So that so and that's there's his a calling card. Yeah, yeah, the calling card. So there's a there's definitely a, a manhunt, like okay. a nationwide manhunt, because he keeps doing it. So actually, his calling card is literal postcards of chimpanzees. Yeah, but when he actually does the deed, yeah, banana peel. Sure, okay. And like the room is locked, and no one saw anyone come. <laughs> it's <laughs> a locked room. It's an yeah. Like. So he's he can get like the guy is like one of them was like a rich a rich uh, zookeeper who had a panic room. Mm-hmm. Like, Jack Hanna, <laughs> he comes for Jack Hanna, <laughs> and Fuck. Jack Hanna dies in his panic room. Oh my god, I love that. Okay, cool, boy. So hey, bud, we have a month. Hey, bud, <laughs> or it's like a it's like a fucking saw situation. Yeah. So they wake up in like a little like a monkey cage is over their head. Sure. You can only save one of these two endangered species. Oh, instead of a little saw doll, a monk, like a chimpanzee. <laughs> That's very in there cute. And, uh, ooh, ooh, uh, uh, I hate this, but we have a month till this episode comes out. I think about this a lot. What if Jack Hanna dies before this episode comes out? Because he's old. He's not that old. Really? Isn't uh, he's he like probably. in his late 60s, early 70s? Yeah, so he's not going to drop dead in a month. People die very suddenly. I think we'll be fine. Jungle Jack! Okay. Oh, Jungle... The guy who invented Jungle Jim's. That's his Jim. next victim. Yeah. yeah, Jim, I guess. Uh, okay, so that's how the... The, the writer dies. dies. Uh, chimp in swimsuit. Drowns. Okay, I'll do the next one. Uh, swinging from a vine. Falls. <laughs> chimp in jackboot. Uh, he is punched. <laughs> By Antifa. By Antifa. <laughs> chimps who wish they could be mine. Heartbreak. Oh, yeah. Uh, Starsky and Hutch, Hutch chimps. chimps. They crash their car. Okay. <laughs> A chimp who's sitting on the can heart attack, okay. <laughs> just like Elvis. A pair of Dutch chimps. Uh, I guess they drowned when the, when the um, levee breaks. Okay. You're rubbing your eyes as if you cannot do this anymore. So sad. Uh, okay. Uh, chimps in hard hats. I would say that uh, they aren't following OSHA regulations. <laughs> uh, chimps uh, working on a chain gang. Uh, they probably serve out their time. A die of old age is serving out their time <laughs> in, nice. in a, a prison system. Chimps who love cats. Uh, toxoplasmosis. It's oh, fatal to chimps. Yeah. Uh, chimps burning rubber in a Mustang. Again, car smashes into a wall, sure. I imagine. <laughs> a birthday wish in chimp. Oh, um, he wishes the last day. It's his last birthday. Oh, okay. That one's yours. Okay, that's his. Sure, the, the wish is, I wish I were dead. <laughs> uh, a chimp in black like a goth. He's already dead because he's a vampire chimp. Sure. A go and fishing chimp accidentally snags his own lip <laughs> with the thing and, and pulls off all his skin. Or it pulls himself into the water. Sure. And then drowns. Uh, a British chimp in the bath. Uh, drowns. Also a British toaster in the bath. <laughs> commits suicide? Chimp. Yeah, dude. Sorry. It's a sad chimp. Um, I think that's... Oh. Shave chimps? Uh, freeze to death. Freeze to death and depraved chimps. 
Uh, STD, some sort of like uh, horrible. Yeah, I think they they get really in, they get too into like a, a BDSM scenario. Oh, they and, forget uh, their safe word. Although people who do BDSM aren't depraved. I'm trying to think of like because I don't I don't think that line ages. As I said before, that line does not age well. Because <laughs> we've so definitely I, taped the first part. So, so. I'm thinking I'm going to take the first part, the depraved chimp, and leave the second part alone. So it's a, a, a depraved a depraved chimp who There's is like, a reason I didn't read who is it. Literally torturing other chimps. Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. But how, so how does he die? Uh, One of the chips breaks out of revenge. the bonds and kills him. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah it's a absolutely. saw situation. Wow, okay, we did it. We, we killed every character in the song. Very good. Okay, now's the time in the show when we take a piece of bare naked mail from a friend, a fan, a little silly person. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us. It's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This email comes from our friend, Riley. Hi, Riley. Riley says, hi, boys. Hi. What do you think Tyler means when... In the stunt liner notes, he thanks, quote, my band who always shave my back no matter what the snap happens. Do the other members of BNL literally shave his back? Is this a euphemism for something? Please help, Riley. <laughs> always shave my back no matter what the snap happens. Now, a couple things that I should tell you about this. Mm-hmm. My band who always, spelled with a Z, Mm-hmm. Shaves my back, no matter M A T T A apostrophe. Mm-hmm. What the snap happens? H A P E N N Z. Now, does mm-hmm. that factor into your? You're very thoughtful right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think? Well, there's a couple different ways we could come at this. Sure. One is just the obvious read, like literal back shaving. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't feel like Tyler's the kind of guy who really cares if his back is hairy or not. I, in fact, I. I'm sure that he's probably kind of proud of it, right? He's a very proud person. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything about him is something that he wanted to do. Yeah, he's very, very put together, this yes. Tyler guy. Yes, yes. Although, I mean, if he's shaving his back, that's what he wants to do. And obviously, right. he's he's leaning into it. Mm-hmm. I don't... I tend to... I tend to say he's literal here. It doesn't make for a fun answer or an interesting answer. So, if he weren't being literal, what could this be a code word for? Well, shave could be save. Okay. They always save my... Back. back meaning back catalog no yeah matter. <laughs> no matter what so that was the when tyler's earlier band uh-huh. projects uh-huh. uh they sold the rights to some unscrupulous producer like in an 80s movie yeah and the bare naked ladies had to go on a uh comedy of errors and to get the twenty thousand dollars to buy <laughs> tyler's back catalog back before the record producer uh sealed them in the vault forever um that's a possibility uh <laughs> I like hey, it. Hey, it could happen. Hey, McWorld! <laughs> Here's another possibility. Uh, the Bare Ladies formed in 1988, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm sorry. When did John Lennon die? Oh, 1984? But did he really die or did he just hide underground for four years? And the Bare Ladies protected his back catalog when Michael Jackson tried to buy it up because he knew. That's right. Tyler is really, really just John, John Lennon, Lennon <laughs> in disguise, which is why Be My Yoko Ono was produced it was a hidden secret message to his wife he was trying to say honey honey i'm here (laughs) (laughs) honey i'm here it's me john (laughs) um yeah and uh just like (laughs) oh boy let's reference other good podcasts in our bad cup podcast in comedy bang bang when john lennon appears his his catchphrase is drums and of course tyler plays the drums so it all fits the puzzle pieces all together make a lot of sense mm-hmm. no matter what the snap happens maybe the snap was in reference well snap is in reference to the supplemental nutrition assistance program 
that uh, many families use to uh, get nutrition in uh-huh. America. Yeah. yeah. And not in reference to Thanos' snap, which is what I was going to say. <laughs> They'll protect his back no matter what the snap happens. Yeah. What uh, happens to the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program? Uh-huh. So explain to me, they'll protect his back no matter what the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program happens? Whatever happens to the Supplemental tr- Nutrition oh, Assistance Oh, they still program. got his back. Yeah, yeah, because Tyler is a huge proponent of it. And okay. he has many times said if, if SNAP is canceled, he is going to uh, go on a hunger strike. Sure, he'll just flip his shit. Yeah, he's going to drive his car into the White House. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's going to go on a drum strike where he plays drums for 302 hours oh, straight. Oh, keep the beat. He keep the beat till he die. Keep the beat till he die. The, the only beat that he can't keep is his heartbeat because he'll die on the drums whoa that's deep as fuck my friend the heartbeat isn't actually regular though so you can't really pattern anything on a heartbeat <sighs> all right ev we did it <laughs> another episode down down in the ground just down like tyler ground. will be just like poor just tyler. like we all will be one day um unless you get cremated i guess yeah yeah less up, people in the earth and you'll be up in the air there's only finite amount of space do you think graveyards are a waste of space I don't know. I, yes and no. I think that we still have plenty of space on the earth to put dead bodies if we want to. Really? So I don't, it doesn't mind. I mean, I'm probably, I don't really care what happens to my body when I'm done with it. I want it cremated. I want it to be shot into. I mean, I want your body cremated. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I want to have a say over what happens hey, to your okay. body. That's okay. Yeah. Can you give me, will you sign in your will that I have rights to your body once you die? Ooh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Have you ever seen one of those, um, living wakes living wills no living wake Uh when they like pose the person at like their kitchen table or whatever and then people like the wake is just in their house and you can go up and like have a seat at the kitchen table it's a a corpse yeah i mean that that was actually super common in like the 1800s was it really yeah where they take dead bodies and like pose them like they were alive jesus for a a brief time my partner was a necromancer no wait what's what i'm looking for you're looking for embalmer uh Uh, uh, autonomous driver Uh, yeah see it's a hard word i uh, fucked it up uh Uh, mortician mortician i said embalmer twice steve Ballmer. embalming is a part of it but yeah my partner was a mortician yes and did your partner ever pose someone for a no 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 but it was super it was apparently super common to do in the 1800s yeah to like pose people in and then take pictures in like lifelike positions he just he just read a lot about it is that what you're saying well i mean it's part of like research you have to go through like an apprenticeship and then a study and apprenticeship yeah it's a it's a pretty exacting and difficult uh why doesn't he still do it because of the hours really you can't you're on call all the time you don't know when fucking people are gonna die i guess that's true huh but I mean, there's got to be different. Why don't they just have three embalmers? One works from 12 to 8, one works from 8 to 4, one works from 4 to 12. Because they're usually small. Offer, he worked for a small family. I'm sure big ones like Schettinger have huge of huge. Uh, Schettinger is a huge uh, uh, mortician <laughs> yeah, thing in, sure, in Columbus, course, Ohio. It's the Schettinger. biggest one. Yeah, everyone does. But uh, yeah. It's... Oh, shit. Wait, that's where I got my cat uh, morticianized. Bing bong. <laughs> Wait, what do you call it? Cremated. Cremated? Uh, yeah. yeah. You shouldn't I... have done that. Why? No. Barnaby. Am I about, you want me to make you sad? Yeah. Uh, so when you cremate animals, they, they do it in a group. Yeah, they do it in a group. So you probably have a little bit of Barnaby. It's fine. I wanted to get my dog like uh, taxidermied. Yeah. That would have been great. Fuck. Like, like a little wiener dog rampant with like, Jesus. and I wanted to get like hawk wings and like no. talons. <laughs> you that wanted to been, make him into a chimera? I wanted to make uh, her? Wait, what Shplank, was Shplank? Shplank was a, chi- uh, a chimera. Okay. <laughs> he was a, go- a girl. Oh, okay. A girl, a wiener dog. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, Let's go real deep in the outro of our show. I think I've cried more about my cat's death than I have about my dad's death. Is uh, that weird? Well, you had 
more time to prepare for your dad's death, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I definitely cried more for my dad, but I can definitely, like, I mean, they've done many studies that, like, the emotional weight of, like, a dead pet is very similar to, like, losing a member of your family. Yeah. But I think that it's the initial, the initial impact of it is almost exactly the same, but dead pets, uh, it doesn't last as long. Oh, really? So you get over dead pets faster than you get over dead family members in, in general. Yeah, right. But, like, the initial hit of that, like, I, I remember after my dog died, like, and I buried it out in the woods, like, or her out in the woods, like, wanting to, like, crawl into the ground and, like, be there with her. Like, yeah. it was so sad. Oh, God. Well, I hope you're on your morning commute to work listening to It's All Been yeah. Done and cry. <laughs> pets are family. Pets are family. As we always say on this podcast, pets are family. family. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just don't, don't look for it. Just turn this off right now, please. It's all been done on Better Ladies Podcast, Been Done Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Been Done Pod. Please donate to The Orange Groves, patreon.com slash The Orange Groves. And if you want to listen to another episode, we'll see you again in one week. Saker. Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every mm, two weeks? We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! <laughs> Is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song? Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Probably. Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 <laughs> Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music. <laughs>